Today on the show, we're talking about the problem with simple. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This is episode 101. My name's Courtney. I'm your host. And today I'm joined with Trevor. So today we're talking about kind of the concept of of, of simplicity, simple, and, and, and the problem really behind it. And, and then we're going to get into kind of well, in fact, simple money solutions uh, as as the title of our podcast. And a lot of people think simple is easy and simple is anything but easy. And simple always requires effort. So in our society, and I said this in our last show, it has never been so hard to do less in probably the history of man as it is today. You think of diets, you know, we're, we're constantly struggling with with tricks and, and hacks to, to lose weight, in essence, eat less. And then to spend less in our society is effort. I mean, it is hard to spend less. You have to work at it. It's not something that you can just do. So doing less has never been harder. And, and even kind of the other way, I mean, marketing tells us that we, we have to do more in order to achieve the the desired outcomes and desired desired results that we want. So when if it, in terms of even weight loss, like your first example there, I mean, you have to consume product A, B, C, and D and do um, one, two, three, and four to be able to get your de- desired results. And, and again, you're right. The same thing goes with um, personal finance. I mean, and I think I think that I kind of want to zone it zero in on that. And I think the the concept of personal finance. I mean, I I do because I'm so passionate about it. Conversations will come up when I mention to peers and colleagues that um, I have a personal finance podcast. Something that I just there they ask what I'm doing on the weekend. I tell them I'm recording an episode, and they, they always get kind of the or not always, but I sometimes get the response. Wow, that's that's incredible. I mean, I I really it's something I want to get into. It's something I want to get interest into. But it there, there seems like there's a lot there, and I, I just and it, but the thing is, I I think. That's just maybe society telling us there's there's more to something than there actually is. Well, and everybody wants this smoke and mirror show. They they everyone wants to not everyone, but a lot of people want to come off like they've really accomplished something huge. And I'm gonna say to everyone listening to this, creating and launching a podcast is it's technology has made it so easy. You need so little equipment, you need so little technical knowledge to do it. But uh, there's a lot of people that would want you to believe for different reasons that it's it's hard and complex and, and, and challenging, but it's anything but. And a lot of people, they, they want it to seem anything but simple because they stand to profit from that. And I think a lot of people, a, a lot of the problems in our society are, are people are profiting from our ignorance in that we think something's harder than it really is. No, I that's a, that's a fantastic point because there's there's definitely... I mean, uh, uh, I think to your point there that we we believe that we don't have the the knowledge or the know-how or the experience um, and therefore the confidence to be able to do something by ourselves or, or even or even kind of start down that path and then seek as guidance and assistance after because I think I think there's always a place to to seek um, expertise um, from someone who's trained or skilled in, in a, a specific area but to your point, Trevor, I mean, there, there are a lot of occasions, this podcast one, that it's, it's again, not as challenging to, to get going as you, it was one may think. 
also things that are complicated things that aren't simple tend to be unsustainable and, and that's where a lot of times a, a good diet or a, a good personal finance strategy will fall down because of its complexity you know keeping things simple it tends to be things that are very sustainable oh i cannot agree more and and that kind of is a good lead into talking about today's article um, today's article is actually entitled why we fear simple money solutions and i love this title because i mean it's it's not why we fear our podcast but why we fear these these uh money solutions that are are deemed simple and i th- i think kind of just start the conversation off here i mean i think the word the word simple alone i mean is in today's society you, you brought up that everything is kind of not as simple and and things are complex today. We make things complex and I don't know if it's a part of marketing or, or what, but we kind of have this belief that nothing can be really that simple. Well, and the problem is it, it tends to require discipline to achieve goals through simplicity. And self-discipline is hard to come by in our society with, with all the things pulling at us and, and you know, you know, preying on our weaknesses. Uh, I go back to food all the time because I kind of think food and dieting kind of, it takes the same set of disciplines to to achieve goals in both of those. And it just takes a lot of discipline. And discipline is, it, we, we have, uh, on a daily basis, we, don't, we have a limited supply of discipline. And as our energy level goes down, our discipline will go with it. So you need to use your discipline or spend it wisely. So I think there's an obvious reason why, I mean, we fear uh, simple money solutions, as this article suggests. This article, by the way, is written by Carl Ed Richards, um, and it is featured in the New York Times blog. And we'll have it linked in the show notes so you can refer to it after. But, I mean, we, we obviously are such proponents of simple money solutions. The name of our podcast obviously suggests that. And, and I think th- this article and, and also just the name of our podcast and the philosophies we talk about really is the reason why we are, we're so passionate about personal finance from this perspective because it really can't be just that simple. So uh, Carl Richards has listed here kind of three reasons why we, we fear and, and we, we kind of are, are shy away from um, simple money solutions. And the, uh, we'll list the three and then, I mean, Trevor, if there's any that you, you mentioned a few and uh, that I'd like to kind of delve deeper into, you, you mentioned self-discipline, um, but we'll, we'll start with the three listed here. Um, so the first one here is we don't believe it will work. So before we dive into the article and the three reasons, um, some, some three uh, reasons why we feel, fear simple money solutions, I think we should actually talk about what is defined as a simple money solution. We obviously present... Um, numerous kind of solutions throughout our now 101 episodes. But what, Trevor, what would you define a simple money solution? I mean, you have complicated ones, obviously, but but what is that simple money solution that we should go looking for and seeking and, 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 and use? Well, and it depends on your, your problem you're faced with that you're, you're trying to find a solution to. So if if you have an overarching uh, finance problem where you, you're, you're spending more than you earn, then you're you obviously needed a, a solution. You need one fast. And a simple solution might be to, you know, get rid of your new car and your new car payments and buy a used car. 
And a lot of people, they won't want to go down that road because they, they don't think that's their problem. You know, they're looking for, generally speaking, people tend to try to figure out a way to earn more money, find a higher paying job that comes with more stress and more responsibility, maybe longer hours. Rather than looking at the expense side of their equation, they, they tend to focus on the income side. And I'm saying that's a lot more complicated. There's a lot of more moving pieces. There's a lot, there's a lot more things you can't control in an effort to earn more income. And just say you know, people will go and update their, their skills, maybe go to night school, get a, you know further their education in an effort to earn more money to solve their financial problem in that they're spending more than they earn. When if you were to, a simple solution would be to look at your biggest expense and say, how can I reduce this? And, and that, that simple move, you, you have complete control over that. You get that expense out of your life, you just got to raise. So that's an example of a simple money solution to a very big overarching problem. And I'm, I really, I really like that you, the way you broke that down. Because I'm going to say that's definitely maybe I, I want, I don't want to say the root of all kind of financial, the starting point of all financial um, kind of directions. But I think that is a always a good, good place to start for most. But just think, just think of the complexities of just say you, you have no formal post secondary education, and and you're, you're paid accordingly and you're currently spending more than you earn. So you're going to go and educate yourself in something and it, just say it takes 18 months of, of, of taking courses to, to get this education. And then you're going to have to go find a new job and, and hopefully there's a job out there. So work with a lot of unknowns at this point, right? And then you get that job and assuming you're going to like that job and be good at it, you know, you're, these are all speculation but yet getting rid of this new car and new car payments and buying a used car, that's certainty. I mean, you can, you can do real easy math on that, but people tend to not want to do that. That in a lot of people's mind, that's giving up. Right. And and I don't think it is. I think it's moving forward. And I also think there's a kind of that element of afraid to admit mistakes or afraid to, like you said, kind of admit, admit defeat um, or or show any 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 weaknesses because that all because we can, we as a society accept that earning uh, earning more income is always a good thing that that that's the direction it's esteemed moving up in in the ranks and the in climbing the corporate ladder within within a company that that's something that we can accept and but I think I think something also to acknowledge here with with moving up more income is that. It's it, there's also that creates more stress on an individual as well. Your lifestyle will inflate, and you have more pressure and stress on yourself to keep that that a certain income level because you may have inflated your lifestyle to keep that. So they're really they're really the stress on that and the complexity. It's 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 bountiful. Well, to your point, our society does measure uh, people's worth based on how much they earn. That, that that as wrong as that is, that tends to be the measuring stick of somebody's worth in society. It, but that that same person might be earning a a huge six figure salary. They might be spending a six figure salary and be no better off financially than the guy earning half that. So, uh, hope if our if only our society could measure. Well, I don't think you should measure someone's worth in society on dollars and cents anyway. But oh, I I completely agree with that. So 
so we've kind of bro- broken down a simple money solution to to be looking at the expense side of the equation versus the income side of the equation because we generally have more control over the expense side of the equation, which w- makes it simple. We 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 can working we can control that. So with that being said, let's jump into Carl Richards' three reasons why we fear simple money solutions. Um, so the first one here is we don't believe it will work. And this is a a hard one to get past. And I'll go back to dieting. So people will, a lot of people will only buy into a diet if they know somebody who's gone on that same diet and had success. And I'm not a believer in diets, but I get why people would want to do that. They don't want to go through what they would interpret as is extended deprivation of foods they love for a goal they may not achieve. The first step in believing it's going to work is is changing your mindset in that you're not depriving yourself of anything. You, you have to view it as moving forward. So my example of getting rid of a car payment, that can't that can't look like a step backwards in your world or in your mind. It it has to be viewed as a step forward, a step forward to getting closer to earn, you know spending less than I earn. So that that that's, but people view that as, you know, I bought a new car, I couldn't afford, now I'm driving my used car, so I've I've regressed in life. And I think that's where it all falls apart. And, and then you, you would view that as, as deprivation. Then you're depriving yourself of a new car and you still might not get out of debt or still not, you know, achieve financial soundness. So I get where people don't want to do it because they don't know if it's going to work. But I'm going to say increasing your income, it's not a sure thing. Even if you do, it, it it might only be a temporary increase. Just say you you get stressed out and you can't handle the pressures of this new job. To me, the income side is always more variable and, and less of a sure thing. Whereas the expense side, it, I'm saying it will work. It'll always work. And to add on to that, I mean, when something has has more steps. We we sometimes do assume it it is it's 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 more effective or it will actually work. Um, well, that's one. This is one of the points Carl Richards raises in his in his article, is that um, by by default he says if it's simple, say only two steps instead of ten, we think we're missing out on something. We think it can't really be that simple. It, I mean getting getting out of debt can't really mean spending less than you earn there there has to be some some investment in there there has to be some some kind of thing that that is other people are doing that I'm just missing on out on so you know funny when I'm when I'm looking for a book on a on a topic a non-fiction book to read on a specific topic I'm looking for the shortest most concise book I can find not not like an 800 page book that that just hammers the same point home chapter after chapter after chapter. I, I gravitate to the simplest, most concise book I can find because I, I want knowledge. I want it now. I want it as quickly as I can get it. So I tend so I tend to look for the simple solution just by nature. If, for instance, this is an investing podcast, but I'm a fan of index funds for investing. They're simple. There, there, there's not a lot of, you know, it's, it's sort of a set it and forget it. You know, put your money in and you will be the, the market index and you, you know what kind of return you're going to get. You're not going to have to wonder if, if your investments went up or went down. If the market went up, your investments went up. If the market went down, your investments went down. Could you make more money another way? Possibly, but I like the simple solution. So th- there's an example where 
I, and I think the simple solution tends to be a sure thing most of the time. And you're right. People tend to want complexity in their solution because they believe the more complex it is, the more likely it is to work. But I think the more complex it is, the more likely it is something could go wrong. Because when there's more to something, there, there's there's more moving pieces, more moving parts. But I, I want to go back to the book example. I mean, that's I, I think that's definitely something that we should all practice. But I'm sure you can admit that's not kind of our first instinct. We we assume if we're picking a short book up off the shelf that we're that we're missing out on on so much information because the book beside it on the same subject is, is your 800 pages. You know, there's a book I, I, I read recently. It's called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. And I bought that book because of the, you know, the, I was drawn to the book because of the title. And, and it, actually, they promote, he promotes index funds from start to finish. But it's a super short book, but it was the title that, that drew me in. So I think I'm just naturally drawn to a, a simple, but you know, I, I warn people, don't get caught. Some people want a quick fix. They want the easy way out. And simple, again, is never, it's not necessarily easy. Simple, usually, I look for, if it's a simple solution that requires discipline and effort, then I'm in. If it's a simple solution that requires, you know, just sitting on the couch and everything will work itself out, I'm very cautious of, of that, that advice. So I look for a couple of ingredients there. So simple requires some level of effort and some level of discipline. The, those are the... The, the things to look for in a simple solution. So you kind of touched on point number two here. We think it should be, we think simple should be easy. Yeah, and it never is. It's, you know, so I, I heard this advice for investing, uh, for personal finance, is spend less than you earn and invest the difference. And end of, end of solution. You know, that's how easy personal finance can be at a very, you know, at 500 feet, a very high level. But simple, if you adopt the right mindset, if you actually crave simple, then it, it probably, it should come across as easy at some point. It might not be easy at the beginning, but it needs to get easy at some point. Otherwise, you've found the wrong solution. So simple will be hard at the beginning. And once you get used to it or adopt the, into your day-to-day -day life, it becomes easy. If it doesn't become easy, you've probably found the wrong solution. And I was going to say, I mean, if, if you are, if, if you're, if you're sitting in maybe piles of consumer debt and, and it may, it may be some other financial decisions you, you want to, you want to take back and, 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 ch and kind of work on, on fixing. I mean, that's definitely not going to be easy. It may even look kind of impossible, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that the solutions that are that the need to be done with them are are going to be anything but simple. I mean, simple, like you said, Trevor, is it's it can it can be a it can be challenging to get to get going, but it doesn't mean again that it's it's not the right way to go. It should be just the fact that it's change that has that that's causing the discomfort, and, and once you get past that, then you should be into into easy. So it. it the, the only reason that you should have any resistance to coming up with a simple solution is just adopting the, the change. And once you get past that and you, you've integrated it, and I tend to say 30 days, you adopt a habit into your life and 
you will struggle with it or you'll you'll have to develop some uh, overcome some resistance for 30 days and and once you get past that point like for instance doing this podcast there's a there's a theory that a lot of podcasts die after seven episodes and the reason that is is they they weren't able to fit producing a podcast into their day-to-day week-to-week life so once you've integrated that in and another thing with simple solution any solution you come up with Trying to add something to a busy life is usually pretty unrealistic for most people. You generally have to take something out of your current life to plug something new in. So when you're when you're looking for a solution, even a simple solution, you need to look at what you can take out of it. So you might just say you watch a lot of TV. Well, you need to pull that out of your current life to plug in reading books or going to the gym or or anything. So that that is something to consider as well is is trying to shoehorn a solution into a busy life even if it's simple it requires generally pulling something out that's non value add so you mentioned we like we don't like change and that directly relates to point number 3 within Carl Richard's article and is that it's that we like tradition we like how we 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 get used to to how things work and how things look and and how thing how we go about doing things so that when we try to do something that's not familiar it it we we like Carl Richard says we treat it with suspicion and, and it doesn't it doesn't feel uh, the kind of the same comfortable familiar feeling that we're used to so i i know a person who has always leased cars they always lease a car every 3 years they get a new leased car and they talk about all the things they love about the leased car. You know, they don't have to worry about maintenance. They're always driving something current. They're, they have the reliability of a really new car. They don't like the idea of a used car, the worry and the, the uncertainty associated with a used car. So their tradition, if you want to call it that, is always driving a newer car through a lease. I'm guessing it costs a lot of money to do that. If you buy a used car, I, there's an opportunity to save money but they just can't get comfortable with the idea of it. And it, a tradition might not be the right word, but their parents did it as well in talking to this, this friend of mine. And so it's, it's almost been like a family tradition and it is to always lease cars. And they're almost doing it out of habit. And that is so dangerous. Is You start doing things for no particular reason just because you've always done it. And a lot of times people will, you know, they'll keep their cable package their current internet provider, the same car insurance provider, because they always have. Tradition is, I, I'm kind of interchanging the word tradition with habit, is you just kind of just go status quo. And I think you need to you need to question every financial thing in your life on some regular interval. It could be every time you're, you renew your insurance. Be, you, know, you know what's coming up, put it in your calendar, shop around before it comes due. So you you just need to sort of step out of your comfort zone. And you'll know if you're doing this, if you periodically feel uncomfortable. And you tend to feel uncomfortable when you make progress in life. So if everything's comfortable all the time, you're probably status quo too much. So you need to be uncomfortable, un, some uncertainty in your life to to be moving forward. So, so I want to I want to talk about that a little. When you say uncomfortable, I mean, what what kind of activities could cause that uncomfortability, or or, or to what extent? I mean, well, I think you need to. I, I've said this before. You need to be faced with a fine. If you're not 
faced with a financial decision on some regular interval in your life, meaning you have to decide this or that because I can't have both or plan A or plan B. If you're not making financial decisions at some level on a regular basis, chances are you you are in a a tradition cycle where you're just doing it because it's comfortable. I'm going to say that's getting in the way of progress. So in terms of tradition, I do have a question for you. I mean, so my parents, they have a, a cell phone plan with public mobile, which is super cheap. It's like, I think they pay $35 a month and it's a province-wide calling, a gig of data and unlimited texting. So it's, it's, it's a pretty solid phone plan, but they have a landline as well. And I question their landline all the time and they have it because they, they've always had it. If somebody in your life questions something you're doing and you can't give a solid solution as to why you still have that. My parents also, they have cable, traditional cable package, and as well as Netflix and some streaming services. And I've asked them, you know, what do you watch on cable? And they watch the news. And I've said, well, you know, you can watch the news online. You can stream it. And they they continue to, well, we've always had cable. It's this, if you can't answer the why, then chances are you are, you're, you're just in a, I, some people call it a groove. I'm going to call it a rut. You know, you are just doing it because you always did it. And, and that to me is really dangerous. And you know, the older, the, the older you get, the more susceptible I think you become to this because we tend to not like change. And I, so I'm a big fan of technology. So I, I'm a, I'm an, I wouldn't call myself an early adopter, but I'm fascinated by technology. But an older person who, for instance, my, my, I go back to my parents, they, I kept saying, use your, your cell phone as a GPS when you're driving. And they said, oh, we have a GPS in our car. And I said, trust me, your phone is, is light years ahead of the one in your car, you know, so just get used to using your phone. And it, it wasn't until I was driving with her that we, I turned it on and I said, you know, I'm going to show you, I, even though we know where we're going, watch how this thing works. And she's she's all in now so she she's got rid of her gps and she uses her phone to get around so that's an example where i I actually had to show her my mother this is better so with all the redundancies that are being presented in your mother's life do you think this is just with the advancement of technology do you think this has happened before with previous generations is there is this is new technologies always coming along to replace old technologies in the place where redundancies if you're not careful do exist well, you know, I used to think a car uh, would only last for so many years or so many kilometers. And it wasn't until, I, I used to put like a 10-year window uh, on the life of a car. You know, once it was 10 years old and, I don't know, 200,000 kilometers, it was done. You know, it's time to move on to another car. And I, it's my wife who's helping me break that mindset, but I, I would have been out shopping for a car a couple of years ago with that old traditional mindset. I never gave, you know, new car technology a chance that it might last 12, 14 years, 220, 240, 250, maybe 300,000 kilometers. So I'm guilty of it. So that's an example where my parents maybe aren't the earliest adopters of of consumer electronic technology. I'm not maybe, I'm lacking appreciation for car technology and how far and how reliable cars have come. And uh, and when we speak about tradition, I think you hit on a key point there that everything from the housing market to 
technology, the advancement of technology, I think we do have to be careful to, to be mindful of kind of the traditions that we, we maybe subconsciously pick up from our parents or from pe- pre- uh, people of the previous generation. I think we have to um, take into consideration, but also again, be mindful of, of the changes that have occurred. And, and because it, it's so like just the examples you, uh, you've listed Trevor, it's easy to get caught up in, again, tradition and, and how we, how we've always done things. Well, and it, it, I can see where people would resist something they've traditionally done for a simpler solution. You know, because this thing I'm just suggesting to somebody is, is simpler they're, they're thinking maybe it's not as good. For instance, the things you can do on a cell phone today, for instance, my mother, I keep going, sorry, mom, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little hard on you today, but she likes to send emails from her computer. She, I don't know if she really understands that it's the exact same email she's sending from her phone, but she tends to want to send it from her computer. And sending it from your phone, maybe it just seems too easy, too simple, it's not the same thing in her mind. So it almost seems too simple to be true. So that's an, another example. And, and I mean, take uh, public mobile again, we're, we're not, we're not sponsored by public mobile, just huge fans, but public mobile. I mean, when, when I, when I first found out about it, it, it seemed too good to be true. It was simple. I mean, just, it, it, it was just inexpensive, just, just truly simple to set up and use in the, in the, it just it seemed too good to be true. So I think there are times to kind of question and be cautious around things that are and solutions that are simple, but to 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 accept them and, and really embrace them when when after research and and investigation is over to to really yeah accept them and and take them on. Well, and I think everyone should look at things these simple solutions with a critical eye. I tend to look at them and say, you know how how is this, for instance, Puppet Mobile, how is it they can offer the same service for less money? What is their, you know, what are they doing different than the, comp- than the competition? You, you need to look at these with a critical eye and that will help you buy into it. And it turns out Public Mobile, as a phone company, there's nobody you can phone for, for, for support. It's all, there's no call center. It's all through messaging or, or email that you would lodge a complaint or ask a question. So that is in essence how they can do it cheaper. But in exchange for that, you have to, I've never had a problem, but if you do have a problem, you would have to be patient in that someone's going to respond to your email or or instant message rather than just phoning somebody and say, hey, I have a problem. Ironically, if you have a problem with your phone, you probably can't phone them. But I think the critical eye will help you buy into the simple solution. Once you realize how is this simple plan going to be better and if you if you have a, a critical eye and you can look at it from a couple of different angles and say, okay, I can see how this is going to work, maybe you buy in sooner. And I do want to say that I think I think a simple solution for one person, just kind of at a general level, may it may not be the right simple solution for someone else. I mean, for you, Trevor, not being able to call someone to ask for assistance um, with your phone is okay. But for other people, that may be something that's really important. And same with some of the cheaper uh, banking brands as well that do not have kind of in-service in, in branches like Simply Financial. Um, in, it's, but maybe and maybe going to the branch, being able to speak with someone face-to-face is important for you. So I think it just whatever is important to you, whatever you value, again... 
I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say you have to be hard on yourself and say to yourself, you know, why would I really need to do, is my cell phone service that critical that, that I need to call somebody the minute it stops working? You know, if I'm running a business, maybe it is, but if it's just my personal cell phone, is it that critical? I think you need to be, you need to scrutinize why the simple solution isn't going to work. You need to exhaust all the, the, the obstacles in the way of the simple solution. I think you need to be very hard on yourself. And because I think in the end, you're, you'll be better off. You're going to win. If, if you can get the simple solution, if you can get to a lower cost solution, it, it, it won't be easy, but you, you, it, it's the transition will always be hard. But in terms of if you're if you're you if you're implementing kind of simple money solutions in all aspects of your life, but then you you can't have I guess complexity and and extra costs in every aspect. If you have this the traditional phone plan, the traditional banking service, um, and and using complex strategies everywhere, yeah, you're 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 you definitely need to do some rationalization. But we like we always say, if your one thing is owning a new car, and that's it, that is only it. that's okay i think it's just about prioritizing um which which solutions you can you can really just implement to your life just go back to the leasing of a car so when you lease a car you have to maintain it to the standard of the leasing the the dealership or the leasing company which is usually a good idea but you're you're constrained by that you you have limitations on the number of kilometers you can put on the car and then you have to return it in a certain condition generally speaking, people have to go get the car detailed and have any scratches or dents fixed before they return it. Otherwise, they're going to be charged a a penalty. So you'll be driving this car for three years with all these constraints going on in the back of your mind. To me, that is a a very complex car solution. There's a lot of moving pieces that you have to be worried about all the time. Now you go and buy a used car. Pre-dented, pre-scratched, drive the wheels off it, maintain it as, as you see fit. To me, way more simple that used car solution than leasing. I, I think it's the with a used car, you got the added stress of you're going to have some more repairs. You don't know what they are either. There's a little uncertainty there. To me, it, it, the 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 money, the less money that you're spending on the used car, the cost of the repairs, it's it's a no brainer. The uncertainty of when they may, the you know, you might have a breakdown, that kind of things, that a little bit of stress. But there's an example where a used car is a simple solution. So I, I want to ask you then, do you believe, truly believe that taking kind of the simple solution, finding out what that simple solution is, is always the way to go? Oh, I, I think you you need to push hard. Generally speaking, people want to throw money at problems to solve them. And so often, here's an example where I, I threw money at a problem and it didn't solve it. So we took our kids camping when they were young and we took a tent and they were like three years old, twins. And it, it went horribly. I mean, it, it rained, that kind of comp- added to the problems, but there was a lot of bugs and it was just a bad experience. I thought the problem was we were tenting. So what did I do? I went out and bought a, a used, thankfully it was used, uh, pop-up camper, uh, tent trailer. And we went camping in that and it, it was no better. And so the, the problem was I was trying to take kids, either they were too young or, or I wasn't willing to deal with kids that young camping. That was the problem. But I threw money at, at this thing and the solution really was 
we're not ready to go camping with kids this age. And, but I, th- I threw money at it thinking that would solve it and it didn't. So generally speaking, I'm not saying always, sometimes a problem does need some money, but I would exhaust all options that do not involve spending great gobs of money to solve a problem. So Trevor, we've listed off, I mean, three very valid reasons why we fear simple money solutions. Is there any others that you feel that we missed or that could be included in this list? No, I I just think from a personal finance standpoint, always look at the expense side of your equation when you're trying to solve a problem or simplify your your complex financial life because you have so much control over your expense side. And so little control, little less than you think you do over your income side. So that brings us to the end of today's episode on the problem with simple and and why we fear solutions that are more simple presented by Carl Richards article, which we'll have linked in the show notes. If there's any other reasons you can think of, of why maybe we fear simple money solutions, Send us an email, let us know uh, to livelifesimple365 at gmail.com. And we'd love to discuss them on an upcoming show um, for, for reasons that the reasons that you think uh, we fear, we shy away from simple solutions. So that's it for our show. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. Um, we can't have, wait to have you back here with us next week. We release episodes every Tuesday. Until then, keep it simple.